Hello everyone and welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with myself, and Walsh. <music> Guys, I'm super excited about today because I'm talking to Gabby Benston. I literally, I don't know if you, any of you have read any of her book, but if you haven't, I advise you to go get them because her books are actually, actually motivating and they will actually help you going through anything you're going through right now after the COVID-19. But let me tell you a little bit about who Gabby is. Gabby is a number one best-selling author of The Universe Has Your Back and five other books. She's called a role model for the next generation seekers. She was featured on Oprah Super Soul Sunday as the next generation thought leader. She also told Oprah her purpose was to help others tune in and find their inner voice. Oprah Wilfrey Network chose Gabby to be part of the Super Soul 100. New New York Times identified her as a role model. She was named one of the 16 YouTube Next Video Blogger. Motivational sneak speaker is one thing she's really passionate about and has been doing so for many years. And she's made it her mission to help others find their true purpose in life. Meet Gabriella Benston. Hi everyone again. Welcome to Painless Universal Conversation with myself and Welsh. I have the gorgeous, as I previously mentioned in my introduction, Gabby here with me. I am super excited she's here join me um she's got a book out and i should be telling you all about this new book because this book is so relevant with everything going on today gabby so much for thank you so much for joining me how are you i'm good and i'm doing quite well where are you right now i mean um i'm i'm two hours north of new york city right now in the countryside oh. uh, which is where i live most of the time but then i also do live part-time in new york city um, but not at the moment. And um, I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Um, so I'm based out in London, um, London, England. And most of, I think a lot of people know you out in the state. And some people do know you here for me. I, I, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram. I followed your page. You're so amazing. And I, I can't believe everything you've achieved and how you've managed to, you know, use to utilize you to come talk to so many other people and you know your messages are so pure and simple but i just wanted you to give a little bit of an introduction of who you are to our uk audience out here sure of course um so i have been a spiritual teacher and motivational speaker and spiritual self-help book author for 15 years i am a mother of an 18 month old baby boy not really a baby he's a toddler now uh, I am, um, uh, yeah, I'm a teacher, really, and I have been on this journey of my own personal growth and spiritual development for my entire life, really, uh, but heavily over the last 15 years, and have continued to develop my own methods and practices based on the, the desire to be free. Mm. And my devotional commitment to becoming more and more free, I've been guiding other people to feel the same. So what motivated you to start this journey? I mean, I, I look at you and you really started a journey that's really inspirational, has inspired so many people out there. What really motivated you to start this journey? I was 25 when I began teaching in this way. And that was the same year that I got sober. <clears throat> and at that time I was uh, suffering from drug addiction and alcoholism and very quickly, decided to get clean on my own. 
And so I got myself so clean and sober through, um, through, through, through recovery groups, but it was, it was my desire to get sober. And in my sober journey, I started to develop a very strong foundation for spiritual growth. Very quickly, I started speaking publicly about the experiences that I was having. Within a few years, I published my first book, and then I just continued to keep writing and speaking and writing and speaking. And that journey became uh, my own my own personal growth journey, but also a journey that I have taken my readers and audience members on as I've continued to develop. I continue to share what I am doing to grow. Um, your book, new book, just um, I, when was that one out? I bet I just I've read the audio and. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, it's called The Super Tractor. And I just look read this book because I think in anyone who has the chance to go read it, to honestly go get it, get a copy, listen to it, audio, whatever, it lays out, um, it lays out almost like a guide with what is going on today for people going through the rough patches of everything going on today i think that book is, is so relevant what motivated you to write it when there wasn't any COVID at the time and all of a sudden it's so relevant to what everything going on today you know i think the irony is that any of my books could be relevant today because when when you're uh in a place i've written books for people who are suffering and who wanted who want a new perspective and practices to guide them out of that negative uh, energy and uh, negative patterns and habits. Mm. So the, the reason this book is so resonant at this time is I believe that many people are looking for a sense of control in, an, in, a, in a world that is completely out of control. Mm. And the only thing that we can control is our perception, how we choose to perceive the world and how we choose to show up through our thoughts and our energy. So this book is methods for feeling good, methods for getting out of negative stories, methods for reprogramming your thinking so that you can become what I refer to as a super attractor. And even in the midst of crisis, we have the ability to be super attractors. I've been attracting a lot lately because I've been doing so much great personal growth work. So the more we grow, the more we attract, the, more, the better we feel, the more we attract. The more we tune into what feels good, the more we attract what feels good. So yeah. that, uh, that is extremely timely right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think anyone that's, I think the world is suffering right now. Everyone's suffering. So this is a book that would be relevant to any human at this time. I think that's, a, that's great because um, for myself, I have a chronic illness and you know, I've been suffering from it. And one of the things that I've always said to myself is that you need to attract what you want. You can't use your, um, your illnesses as an excuse to sit back and keep, keep doing nothing, even though it, you know, tumbles you down. So someone like myself, if I come to you and say, you know, Gabby, I'm really suffering and wish I, you know, wish I constantly do all the time with my sickle cell anemia, how would you get us to get that super attraction again? to get that feeling of wanting to be out there, out there again. And the right. book really lays down a really good format on it, but it'd be nice hearing it from you yourself. Sure. I would start by um, not saying I have a chronic illness. My sickle cell anemia, uh, anemia. I would want to start to get into the habit of referring it to the condition, right? Because it's, it's, what I'm hearing even now is that we often will take on the diagnosis as 
a personality trait or as a, as something that we now have to own. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would, would do would be to, to begin to reprogram the way that you approach your condition and does, or the condition, does the condition, what is the condition create in your body to make you tired? Like what? Yeah, yeah it, it makes you tired. It is a um, blood, it's a blood condition that really gives you excruciating pain. You know, it's almost like someone's taking a hammer and hitting you. A, and once it starts, you can't walk, you can't do anything. You have to be hospitalized immediately and be on morphine, IV fluid, oxygen, and all of that. And it's right. really, really painful. Does it get worse when you're stressed out? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It just, it's one of the worst things. You should never be stressed out with it. Okay, great. So, mm -hmm. so I have a practice. I'm a student of the work of Dr. John Sardine. And this is a man who wrote very incredible books called Healing Back Pain, The, the Mind-Body Prescription. Mm -hmm. And he devoted his life to chronic pain and really started to identify chronic pain symptoms and all kinds of, of issues from dermatological issues to back pain to, to all kinds of, of, of diagnosis mm -hmm. as what he referred to as tension mineral syndrome. And the reality is, is okay, maybe you have, a, you have a condition that's in the blood, so okay, we've got a diagnosis. But we know that the, your emotional state will activate that diagnosis, will activate the symptoms of that diagnosis. And so if you potentially opened up to the, the, the practices of Sarno's work, there may be a possibility for you to live symptom-free with a current diagnosis, okay? Yeah. Let's just, let's just hold, the, hold the vision. So. And really stress and, and, and anger and, and, and unconscious rage and feelings of, of, of uh, really what he refers to as impermissible rage, impermissible fear. When we suffocate those feelings, it creates stress, it creates tension, and that creates any form of, of uh, gut dysbiosis. It can create inflammation in the back. It can create, you know, because what, it's, what he teaches is that the brain is no longer sending oxygen to those areas of your body and is using the pain to distract you from feeling the unconscious rage, fear, and emotions that are in your unconscious that, that it doesn't want to reveal, okay? Yeah. So something simple that you could start to do from super attractor is the choose again method, okay? Mm -hmm. similar, similar to Sarno's work, it's, you know, his first step would be repudiate the pain. So when you notice the pain, instead of saying, oh, this is the, uh, the anemia, right? Go ahead and say, my anemia, the anemia is being activated because of an unconscious rage, an unconscious feeling. And so start to get into the questions that I put into Super Attractor, which are question number one, what is it that I'm thinking and how is it making me feel? So you'd say, I'm thinking that I have too much work to do and it's making my body feel pain. And then it's making me afraid about the anemia, so that's giving me more pain and notice it, right? The second step is to forgive the thought. So forgive the thought that I'm creating my pain or forgive the thought that, that I'm so stressed out or forgive the thought that I can't get it all done, whatever the, the story is that's creating that inflammation and that pain. And the third step is to choose again, which is to reach for the next best feeling thought. And that, that next best feeling thought could be, well, I know that if I change my mind, I can feel my, my physical condition will subside. I know that 
when I uh, relax, the symptoms will subside. This is just reaching for the thoughts that you believe in, reaching for, I, I know that if I feel my feelings right now, that my brain can then stop, stop, stop taking the oxygen from my blood and you know, send it back there, right? And my brain can stop distracting me from my pain, from, from my inner, my inner feelings of emotional distress and then release the pain. So talking back to yourself is a lot of what the Sarno work is about. And in this instance, using my method, the choose again method, step one, notice the thought and how it makes you feel. Step three, step two, forgive the thought, forgive yourself for having the thought. Step three, choose again, is a proactive way of, of recognizing, oh, that emotion needs to be honored. Mm. Let me honor it and guide myself out. Wow. I think I would share this particular point with a lot of the sickle cell community because in America, for example, you have over a hundred thousand people living with sickle cell anemia. So it was a big, uh, big uh, blood disorder. So I would definitely share that point with them because I, we're always looking for method to channel our pain. And I love the way you also identified it and said, well, I didn't just say, you know, your sickle cell, this way you also, your language also change that point. But a key thing, I've, I've shared that video with you know, a number of sickle cell, sickle cell community, and which fascinates me with what you do is your healing and finding joy. You talk a lot about that. And, and then a lot of them in that community will be anxious to know, how do you heal at the same time at, and find joy? I used to talk about that because this happened to me. I had to find joy along the way when I was going through my sickle cell. But it's always so nice to hear it from your point of view, which I've watched, I've watched it several times, your videos, but it was nice to hear your own point of view. How do you heal from a, whatever you're going through and find joy along the way? Yeah. Um you know, I've been through a lot in my life that I share very openly in my books. I've recovered from drug addiction and remembering trauma from my childhood. And mm. most recently I had postpartum, suicidal postpartum depression. So I'm very familiar with mental illness, uh, fortunately, because now I can speak on behalf of people who suffer from that. Mm. But even in the midst of the darkest moments, mm. I kept committing to feeling good. And so my desire to feel good allowed me to continue moving forward. The moments of my deepest despair were hard to find fun, hard to find good feelings, but I would, in the midst of all the struggles, continue to celebrate what was working. So I would say, okay, even though I had insomnia for four months, I am I work for myself and I can sleep during the day and I have support and I have a team of people that are helping me and I could continue to find the things that were thriving. And by focusing on what's thriving, you actually create more of what you want and you stay in a positive momentum to continue to bring your energy towards what it is that you desire, which ultimately is feeling good. So even when you're feeling bad, you can find things that are thriving to lead you towards better feelings and better feelings. So does that mean a positive attitude will always, always help you overcome whatever negative things? Well, that's for sure. Definitely. Uh, even the lesson I gave you of just honoring your feelings, forgiving yourself for going there. If you're dealing with something really difficult and tragic and, and something, something I agree for, in my case, a mental illness like depression, uh, it, it can feel very hopeless. But that's when we really need to learn how to rely on a higher power. And that's a huge through line throughout every single book I've written and every talk I've given 
is about recognizing and identifying a God or a universal connection or a source of your own understanding, whether it be angels or source or God or universe or spirit or Allah, whatever you choose to call it, I don't care. It's what that you call upon it is what I care about. So creating and establishing a relationship with a, a spiritual connection gives you a sense of freedom because you can surrender your problems and allow the universe to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Mm. So right now we're going through a, a turbulent time uh, with the whole COVID-19. And I know so many people are anxious with everything going on. I've seen so many videos of yours where you talk about being calm yourself when you're anxious. What, where, how would you teach um, someone going through you know, turbulence time in this difficult time to yeah. calm themselves during this, um, this time? There's a lot of methods. I think one thing that's very valuable is acceptance. So uh, I actually have in my, uh, my Instagram just a, a lot of a recording of me repeating the acceptance prayer. You can just listen to it over and over. Mm. And accepting, accepting the circumstances as they are, accepting what, is, what, what we can do and, accept, and, and releasing what we can't. Uh, there's a beautiful prayer the serenity prayer, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And when we get into a daily practice of acceptance, we then are no longer resisting what is. When we resist what is, we are resisting our genuine ability to hear inner guidance, to hear intuition, to hear the voice of inspiration come through. So we want to release that resistance through the practice of acceptance. And it doesn't mean that we accept that we can't get better, we accept that we can't. It's accepting what is so that we can be in a more relaxed state to receive what's next. And you know, I think that the things that we can do right now with, with less running around and less speediness and more downtime are really focus on our personal health and well-being really get grounded in our family values get creative in our capacity to do to, to do so i think that there's going to be a lot that comes out of this time mm. i know for myself I've, I've i've finished a book read the book for audible it'll be out next month and now i'm writing a new book and all the while you know had spent three months without any child care so there was like not all, nobody out there can say oh she you know she had so much help so zero child care and i was writing this, these books while you know my baby was sleeping and taking a nap right so we and i i, I can't i can't take away the fact that i have a very hands-on husband who also works works with me to run our business so we really tag teamed so i did have a lot of help with, with my husband but uh the the times that we're living in require that we have some kind of personal growth practice, whether you call it spiritual or not, doesn't matter to me, but it's required. You, I don't think anyone, I don't think people will survive this experience without major PTSD if they don't have some type of personal growth practice. And I know that sounds really alarming, but it's, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. One of your and one of your stories that really um, really gets touched me is one of your um, you were talking about um, you had this plan, and I think a lot of people have plans, and all of a sudden your plan never worked out accordingly, especially when you wanted to have your baby. 
How do you tell someone um, going through that stage? Because everyone had plans. Everyone wanted to do things. So probably business and all of those other, all our plans are all changed. How do we motivate ourselves that even though plans has changed, life is still the same? Um, Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know what exactly, but I, I mean, it's your, from your story. I'd like to say that God's plans are better than your plans. And that's always the case. Yeah. Always the case. So maybe you thought you were supposed to get married in May and the wedding was postponed, but, it, it's, but maybe that's allowed you to spend a deeper bonding with your partner even before the marriage, right? Or maybe the marriage ended. And before, you know, maybe the breakup happened before you actually got married and you realized, holy moly, that was, thank God that didn't happen. Or, you know, maybe you lost that job only now to be given an opportunity to collect unemployment and start to dream of what it is that you're here to do in the world. I I don't know the answer for you as an individual, whoever's watching. But what I will say is whatever plans have been derailed, create new opportunities. And so when I was trying to conceive, it took me three years to conceive my son, Oliver. And in that time, I really suffered with people telling me that I had infertility and all this, you know, BS. I wasn't infertile. God just did not want me to have a baby at that time. And you know what? I can look back and say, thank the Lord I didn't have my son until December of, of of 2018 because I was not ready one day sooner. And so it's very, very important to recognize and understand that when you have a big desire that you think has a timeline on your, you know, or that needs to be at this time, if you start to develop a spiritual relationship and start to really rely on that spiritual relationship, you can trust that obstacles are detours in the right direction. It's very valuable. Wow. Um, our final question is really one of um, inspirational because you're just an inspirational lady. You've achieved so much and you've written so many bestseller books and you keep going on. You never use your circumstances as an excuse. So many young ladies, young men will be looking up and saying, oh gosh, I wish in the future I could one day be a motivational speaker. I could be an author of a bestselling book like Gabby is, but I don't know where to start. What would be your advice to people looking up to you and saying, I want to do this? And what would you really tell them? And what are some of the challenges you've faced along the way getting to where you are today? I would tell them that their story is what heals. So a lot of people think, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, your purpose is to grow. Your purpose is to transform yourself so that you can teach others how to do the same. When you start to really get get grounded in the fact that your story is what heals. You have been gifted with sickle cell anemia so that you can give light to an issue for others because you have the strength to do that. This is, these difficult things in our lives are our stories that we have to share and those stories are what heal. So trust your own transformational story and know that it's enough to give you the confidence and the power to step into a voice of your own. Thank you so much, Gabby. I'm really delighted to have you all the way from the United States joining me. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you.